Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of the Shutter Curtain. And as always, it's your boy Devin Hine sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Guys, we are back to our winning ways. Our Green Bay Packers successfully defended our home turf, increasing Matt LaFleur's record against his former comrade Sean McVay and his Rams to 4-0 and as our Packers came out on top 20-3 to in in an ugly game, a game full of turnovers, a game with some rain, I'll tell you that personally. Thankfully not feeling under the weather today, knock on wood. Glad to hear it. But a win is a win, and I know that I'm not the only one who is absolutely ecstatic this Monday. Yeah, man, it feels good, right? Winning is is nice. I understand that a, a lot of people out there at this point in the season were hoping that we probably wouldn't win another game, right? Uh, tank and, and all that kind of stuff, but... No, I mean, losing sucks. It is not fun. It's not fun to come on here and talk about the same problems week after week and how we lost, how we blew it, whatever, whatever. feels good, man. It just feels great to have a victory Monday again. Amen, brother. I mean, I know, like you said, people are going to be wanting you for the tank and for a higher draft pick, but it's just too painful. You know, it like ruins my whole week. I can't go on Instagram. I can't go on Reddit. I don't want to watch any you know, football sports talk, because I just I just can't deal with it. it. throws me off completely, and hopefully today we won't be going too deep into childhood memories of TV shows. You know, not a, not a great sign for the state of the Packers <laughs> when we're going there. No, we have some uh, actual legitimate football to talk about this week. Indeed we do. Speaking of actual legitimate football, shall we begin? We shall. I think, and I know, and I know it's a first, because now I'm blanking on something. Give me one second. <laughs> Uh, I think I should start praising some boys that I didn't have a whole lot of faith in. Okay. Kind of the unknown safeties. The uh, the whole nickname thing, Roro, swung and missed. But Yep, big time. Well, we got J.O., we got J.J., we got Jonathan Owens, Mr. Simone Bonds himself, and Anthony Johnson Jr. Uh, J.O. had a very nice, on a blotch snap, broke mm-hmm. through, was able to force a fumble, which is a key play in this game. And then Anthony Johnson Jr. off of a tip from Jair, who also had a nice little, like, he did. He did. not even coming out party, but like a remembrance party to remember who you are. Mr. Jair Alexander, great guy, out of you too. But Anthony Johnson Jr. is being right place, right time, catches it off the deflection. And it was just like, you know, not only just those guys, it was a lot of like the, the youth, the unsung heroes. McDuffie had a good game too. Yep. Um, but those two safeties, especially, we were talking about it last week that. If, if either of them got hurt, we'd be looking real thin. And both of those guys, I don't think we were feeling great about, but showed up, didn't play amazing, but took advantage of the opportunities they were given and did what we asked them to do. I know. I, I agree, but mine kind of goes off ears a little bit, so I'm just going to roll straight into my eye now. I know that if you go back and play the tape from the beginning of the season, I said Anthony Johnson Jr. would start a game before the end of the year. He would be a starting safety on this team. Now, largely due to injuries, obviously, but I think he's uh, gained himself a little bit of a leash there. I mean, it's not like we have a ton of other options, but we do have at least two other safeties that could, in theory, play. But I thought he looked pretty good, man. You gave him some credit. I, I think he looked pretty good. He looked serviceable. Did not look like the moment was too big. He was not overly out of position or anything like that. I thought that he played... Up to my expectations, super happy for the young guy to go get his first interception, his first career start. Yeah, 
I mean, you definitely said that. I remember you saying that. I did say that. I felt very strongly about it. And while I wasn't the biggest fan of him, I felt like that wasn't a ridiculous prediction based upon, you know, injury history. Both Savage and Rudy Ford have not been able to stay healthy the entire season throughout their careers. We'll see what Anthony Johnson Jr. does in weeks going forward. Could this affect how we look at the safety room in the offseason? Most definitely. I hope so. Honestly, I hope so. Maybe it means that we keep him. And obviously we're keeping him, he's a rookie, so he has three more years left. But, like, maybe you feel better about him starting at safety and then you, you know, let Rudy Ford walk. I would be interested to see what we do with Savage. I know his contract. Yeah, it's up. But he did show a lot of steps in the leadership department. I wouldn't be surprised, and maybe that's our, our starting starting tandem safety plan going into next season. Maybe we add someone in the draft or a cheap free agent guy, but Anthony Johnson Jr. definitely turned some heads this weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. We have Zane Anderson. So I got to see him play. He, he gets to be, he's going for, he's definitely in the plans going forward. Uh, we hung on to this dude while he was injured for weeks while we're cutting people like Justin Hollins <laughs> that actually are like good football players. And we're just hanging on Zane Anderson. Won't put him on IR. Nope. He's going to eat up a roster spot We needed for weeks. him, bro. We needed him and, I got to see him play. I mean, that that's a big thing, right? I mean, forget seeing Aaron Rodgers' first game or last game. I got to see Zan Anderson in person. I mean, that's that's pretty big deal. He did have, I believe, a nice tackle on special teams. And he, he got a little shout-out for it on the broadcast. That was nice. I was like, hey, he exists. So I'm running around, little white lightning going on, got the clear visor. Like, that's a whole vibe. Yeah, no, he's he's got a great look to him. He definitely looks like like a, kind of a creative player for us in Madden, for sure. I would say auto-generated, personally. I wouldn't yeah, get that creative. That's, that's a lot of effort that's for me. That's fair. I definitely always go visor, especially if I'm a white DB, 100%. But the clear visor, it, I've never seen that. And you kind of like, in my opinion, lose the point because the whole point of the visor is like they can't see where you're looking. It helps with the sun too, but I feel like it's so they can't see where you're looking. I honestly don't know why people wear visors. So, And if it's clear, that doesn't do anything. They can see where you're looking, Zane. I don't, I don't know, bro. But it was nice to see him actually do something. It was. It was. Happy wouldn't have to see him on defense because that might have been a different story. He might have been a little more disappointed. But for, yeah, agreed. for what we kept him for, like you said, through all the injuries and letting people go and the roster shuffle, we kept this dude around for some reason. And if he would have would have whiffed on special teams, that would have been pretty upset. It would have been rough. Maybe he's just truly down Levitt's heir apparent, more athletic and younger. I would love that because you know what that also means is that down Levitt, leaves. Yeah. down Levitt is gone, which yeah. I would not mind. I would sleep no. better at night. Yeah, I'm Guaranteed. fine with that. Guaranteed. All right, where do you want to start today? Offense? Yeah, let's do it. All right, first, do it. first play we're going to talk about on offense is probably your favorite play of the game. Oh, boy. I mean, it was about time that we got a little Matt LaFleur creativity up in here. You have the – it's like a fake double screen. It's a quick mm-hmm. screen to the left, and then it's, I think, a 360 screen to the other way where you have, like, the slow developing pulling blocks. Mm-hmm. And it's out of pony package, so we got both running got backs both in backs. there. And it looked textbook like one of our stupid slow screens. That, it did. You know, then A.J. Dillon's can get caught for th- a negative one yard or something. And yep. three or four Rams pulled right up to A.J. Dillon to tackle him. Guess what, though? That wasn't a play call. It was a seam to Luke Musgrave, who somehow caught the ball and didn't fall down until the end zone. I would, I would, slight caveat, he did have a wobble. He did have a wobble. He did in wobble, there. But, but he wobbled his way. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him for catching the ball and then running more or less straight into the end zone. It was a thing of beauty and showed off his wheels a little bit, at least on the broadcast. Looked pretty quick. 
Yeah, a little, little hop in his step, a little bit of agility there, too. You know, taking yeah. the angle, making someone not completely yeah. miss, but just to get to the end zone. Yeah. Lambeau went crazy. Everyone was super I, excited. I would have to. I was so excited at home. That was an awesome play. Love the play design. Uh, LaFleur talked about it in his press conference afterwards. That's ripped straight from Kyle Shanahan's playbook. Yep. Drawn up to Kittle. They've mm-hmm. run it a couple times. Uh, gorgeous play. Loved the execution of it for us. Thought we did a really nice job. That's kind of a you got to put a lot of trust in your guys for that kind of play. When you're playing Aaron Donald, who always plays terrible against us, which is awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but to essentially put your back to him, like not once but twice on a double fake screen, you got a lot of faith that everybody's going to do their job and do a good job of it to give you time for that kind of it's a super long developing play and thank god it worked yeah that would have been one that he would have had to definitely answer to yeah if it didn't and like you said it's super long developing with how those screenplays have gone even just getting the ball off there was a little bit of a little bit of a miracle but beautiful execution that wasn't the only play of lafleur that we saw that we were impressed by or musgrave actually you had the the Jaden reed reverse where i believe mm-hmm. it was Josh Myers. Oh, yeah. He led block and pulled. And Josiah. And Josiah. Leading the way, leading to glory. Okay, but actually, though, like real shout out. Both of them hit their blocks perfectly. Yeah, no, really nice job, especially out in space. Not an easy thing to do. I think this game, we saw a lot of the pin and pull. We saw a lot of counter traps. We saw our linemen actually being able to lead block and execute when they're moving. That probably helps. We didn't see any Royce Newman. Um, but even Josiah was hitting doesn't his hurt. blocks. What was that? Doesn't hurt. Yeah, definitely doesn't hurt. Does not we hurt. did see Sean Ryan, though. For a little bit, like five snaps, and I think he was fine. They didn't call him out on the broadcast. That's always a good sign. And when you're an offensive lineman and you're only being called out for just entering the game, like that's a wonderful sign. 100% it is. So, yeah, I thought really interesting. Uh, like I just mentioned, Luke Musgrave had a really nice deep crossing route, which we've been calling for more of constantly on this show. Really nice. Uh, Love put it maybe a little high, so he kind of had to jump up for it. And then he immediately caught the ball, fell down, slid out of bounds, which I've made fun of Luke a lot for his inability to do anything after he catches the football. Luke on Luke Ryan. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> but all of that goes away if he we just let him catch the ball further down the field. Because then when he falls down, no one cares. It's a 20-yard gain. Cool. Love it. So... Really love that play. I want to see a lot more of that type of stuff going forward. Utilize his speed across the field. Obviously, we saw it on that touchdown where he kind of had a eluded defender and sprint to the end zone. He looked good. We were finally utilizing Luke Musgrave in the ways that I think we should. And speaking of utilizing people properly, I mean, if you thought this game looked a little different, looked like Chicago again, it's because it did. Because Aaron Jones, 20 rushes, 73 yards. The, the yards per carry, not amazing. But the fact that we kept giving it to him and you saw, you know, should go for one or two when it goes for three, four, five, like that's the Aaron Jones effect. And then the play action works like the offense was just it wasn't perfect. We saw some turnovers, right. but it was definitely looking like an actual NFL offense as opposed to what we've seen in the past few weeks. Completely agree. And I think to your point, Aaron Jones, the usage needs to be there to make this offense run. Right. And I get that he's been injured. And so we can't necessarily put him out there as much as we would like. And we're very cautious with injuries and all that. But just him out on the field, the offense moves, right? And almost more importantly than the usage was we gave him the football 
at the three-yard line. We didn't just run out of shotgun A.J. Dillon straight up the middle. We gave him the ball at the three-yard line, and guess what he did? He scored. He does what Aaron Jones does is he wiggles and finds a way. Complete, completely agree, and I think – I forgot who mentioned this, but I was watching um, sometime yesterday. It was during one of the pregame, postgame, whatever, and they kind of brought this up, and it's like the running at the goal line, power is great, right? Vision is better. Because oh, you totally. Just need, you just need to be able to see the hole, squirt through it. You don't have to be the biggest guy in the world to do this. Aaron Jones has proven. I mean, a couple of years ago, I think he like led the NFL in goal line touchdowns. It's because he has phenomenal vision. He sees the little crease, just squirts on through. That's a weapon. We don't need A.J. Dillon at the goal line. I'm glad we finally got out of that habit. When A.J. Dillon was in his prime, was it rookie year, year two? No, but I mean, like when, when we were really feeling good about him as a power back, I remember... Yeah originally cringing when I would see that Aaron Jones was in goal line mm-hmm. as opposed to A.J. Dillon. You're right with that typical thought of get the power back in, let him power somebody over. But if you can just avoid the defender with your vision, you can just step into the proper hole. You had that vision. doesn't matter, man. Me or you could run that through. And the speed and acceleration to get to the hole, because that, that trips up A.J. Dillon a lot, I feel like. Um, I would need more all 22 to actually see it, but... It feels like he just hits the hole so slow sometimes, especially out of shotgun. It takes him forever to get to the line of scrimmage. Um, so even if there was a hole there, it's closed by the time he gets there. And then he doesn't have the agility to do anything else. And I think we saw some of that even with Emmanuel Wilson at the end of the game. Young guy, obviously you hope he goes down inbounds next time, but you had to have been going crazy when you saw that run, I would think. Oh, yeah, I mean, a little 31-yard scamper. How can you yeah. not? And what did he do? He bounced it, used his vision. And then, oh, my God, the guy can actually run unlike A.J. Dillon. I feel bad. I feel like I'm just ragging on A.J. Dillon every single game now. And he played pretty decent. But, like, that's the explosion we need once in a while, right? You need the threat of that. You need the extra gear that A.J. Dillon just unfortunately doesn't have. Which is weird because in college he had a lot of long touchdown runs. Well, also, just think about what you just said. In college? In college. I know, but he played in the ACC. I mean, you're playing Clemson and Florida State. So you're playing and a lot of guys like that. that get drafted, but not all those guys get drafted. I not understand. all those guys. Remember, it's this is still the NFL where it's what, like the top 1% of college football players. I, and I get that, but I would think it would translate at least a little. Now, maybe he's bulked up more since then. Maybe. Could be. That could be part of it. I don't know. But like you said, nice to see Wilson. Nice to see Aaron Jones. Getting more appropriate. Share the carries. Yep. Dontavian Wicks continues to be an increasing target in this passing offense. Four receptions, 40 yards. Did have a costly fumble, unfortunately. And we saw, you told me it was what, Aaron Jones mm-hmm. and who else on the bench talking to him? Rome. So actually, even before that, I saw a clip of it this morning. Um, as Wicks was leaving the field, he had his head down. Like, literally, he was kind of like looking at the ground as he's walking out the field. Aaron Jones walks up to him, takes him by the face mask, and lifts his helmet up good like no you're not looking down look up like you're fine and then when he got to the sideline Aaron Jones was sitting on the bench next to him had his arm around him Romeo came over sat down on the other side of him put his arm around around him they're both clearly talking the young man up there was a few times in this game where you could see Aaron Jones veteran leadership come through it was in I believe the two-minute drill like Jane Reed cut a short pass and then Aaron Jones runs over helps him get up gets the ball back and set 
not only is it just what he does in the running game, but just having his presence on the field, like that is someone who is going to know what he's doing and is going to be able to help all the younger guys know what they're doing as well. Even just in that little situational clock management where sometimes, you know, if you just haven't been in that spot, there's a lot going on mm-hmm. and your mind isn't as clear as you want it to be. And it's different than college, right? The rules are different. Like in college, if you get a first down, the clock stops temporarily. It's little stuff like that. You lots of times see young players kind of forget isn't the case in the NFL. They don't have quite the sense of urgency or awareness for it. And that's definitely when you want somebody like Aaron Jones showed to kind of be there for everyone, make sure everybody's on the same page. Especially in that moment. I mean, if you can't yeah. if you can't tell from my wonderful voice today, Lambo was extra loud yesterday. As it should have been. Lambo was rocking. Yeah. I told Molly I was like, if I come home tonight, I have my voice, like I messed up. Like, don't allow me to do that. And obviously I did not fail. You did not. Um I texted both you and JP during the game. And I said, Dontavian Wicks, wide receiver two. And he had the second most targets yesterday tied with Luke Musgrave. Behind Aaron Jones, actually. (laughs) But, I mean, he's kind of looking like it, right? But behind Romeo, then? Is Romeo wide receiver one? I would say Romeo's wide receiver one, given the volume he's had over the course of the year. And then Christian Watson is just like... He's MVS at this point. Oh, honestly, yeah. That hurts. He's the MVS spot. That's an insult to him. And I love MVS. You know that. But, like, you're right. That's where he's at now. At least in this game, he did a... He did go climb the ladder, go up and get a 50-50 ball. And then came down with three injuries. Yeah, so not, not, a, play. not a great end of that play, but at least he no. caught the ball. We'll see. And he had a really nice block um, on that, actually on that pin and pull type situation we were talking about earlier with Josiah and Josh Myers lead blocking. That play only worked because Watson sealed his guy inside, kind of mm-hmm. cracked down on the guy, created the edge for then josiah and josh myers to come around and so somebody who's not necessarily known for his blocking hasn't always given the best effort but he had some flashes as well so only one catch two targets the other one should have been a touchdown um the other target where jordan missed him deep again but love to see him actually make a contested catch that was beautiful to watch you just mentioned loves mr watson but overall in the day what do you give him grade wise classic school a to a to d yeah. Uh, before we get there, I'm not going to let you leave without going over our Josiah uh, talk of the week, which we skipped a couple weeks because he didn't do anything. And we lost um, both games, so I wonder did. how that works. Yeah. How so about he, that? Had a, he had a catch. He had a catch. One catch, seven yards. I was there. Okay. I cheered. Okay. And we were we were like the all-22 angle, so I got to mm-hmm. see the whole thing develop. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So now on the season, he's averaging 8.125 yards a game. Pretty good. So time 17, he's on pace for 138 yards. He was kind of scaring me there for a couple weeks. He was getting close to, to getting to 300, and now we've uh, fallen back down again. Yeah, I believe he's got eight catches for like 68 yards on the season. We still have a lot of ball game left. A lot of ball game left. A lot of ball game. A lot of ball game, but not looking great for your guy. A couple goose eggs didn't help him. He's going to come off this game. He's going to continue to build on it. All right. Stack success. Exactly. I expect big things out of him. I expect like 50 more yards another season. How many games we have left? <laughs> we have 10. No, we have nine. Nine. Okay. I expect more than 50 yards. This more season. than 50 yards. I'm not going to give another number because that's just going to bite me in the ass. <laughs> yeah, and we you, both know that. Yeah. You don't need to stack losses here. I, I don't. But I mean, at least he did something. And honestly, he like did. he was better in his actual role of being lead blocker. So that was good to see. I was happy with Josiah. Yeah, I thought he he did fine. There's still a lot left to be desired, I feel like, well, of from him and his role. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. Defense? 
Oh, we got to talk about J-Lo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, just What would I give him as bad. a grade? I would give him a mm, C+. Plus. C+, plus because I think the first half, you still can't do that. We have to get going in the first half. I know he scored a touchdown, but he had like 57 yards or something. And at one point, um, Brett Rippon had one play that eclipsed our passing yards. And this was like halfway through the second quarter or something like that. So that can't happen. I understand we we did go up. We actually led at halftime for once. Which weird. was crazy. Absolutely wild. Um, but not largely due to Jordan Love, if we're being honest. And he had that deep miss to Christian. Um, he had a couple really poor decisions. Like the one where he like threw the ball away backwards to Aaron Jones. Like you can't do that. No, that was ugly, 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 ugly. Right. Yeah. He took a bad sack at one point. Like. There are a couple decisions where it's like, dude, you just just throw the ball out of bounds. Like, this type of thing could cost us the game one day, right? And against a better team, may have. But overall, he had some decent ball placement. Um, The throw to Wicks, where Wicks fumbled, was okay, right? There's some where they were receptions, but the ball should have been placed better, which I'm not going to give Dingham too much for, but that's kind of a common thing at this point. Um, He had good presence, I felt like. He's pretty decent in the pocket overall. So, I, yeah, C, C plus. C plus. I think he did good with some flashes. Or I should say, like, meh, with some flashes. It felt like a comparable game to Atlanta, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Where, like, you know, you're feeling decent about it. I'd probably go B minus. I'm not going to repeat all the beautiful analysis you just had, sir, because that's your job on the show. But uh, I'll go B minus. <laughs> I was pretty happy with what I saw, but we still have the the nagging accuracy issues which i don't really yeah. have an answer for still at this point no i was glad he went 20 and 26 so that, i mean you're happy Feels about pretty that good, yeah you're happy about that um he's usually close to like 50 percent completion yes, so that's is. much better but i feel like he leaves a lot of yards on the table with his accuracy issues at the moment you know like oh, he totally does if that yeah. ball even to musgrave is a little bit lower maybe musgrave well it's musgrave so probably not but maybe he can catch it turn the corner you know the ball's a little bit better to Wicks on that play where Wicks then fumbles, which is 100% on Wicks. Yep. Maybe you can catch the ball, turn the corner. Like, we're missing a lot of that yak um, yards after catch because of ball placement. Now, there are other times where some of those, like, deep comebacks, like Romeo had one. I think he, he might have had two where the ball is low and Rome caught it, like, right at the sticks. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, you that what you're talking about was a perfect pass. That was. Honestly. That was perfect. It looks weird because the guy has to go down to get it, but that's perfect. He had kind of a low one to Heath that Heath should have caught, but it was a little low for not much of a reason, it felt like. Um, yeah, just missing slightly, but I'll take the missing slightly over the giant misses that we saw earlier. Yeah, it's definitely an improvement. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's why I said, like, yeah, with flashes, which I'll take. Defense we go. Honestly, defense was the best part of this game. And the best part of defense was Isaiah McStuffy playing like a man possessed. Only six tackles. I just I don't buy that. A couple tackles for loss. I mean, he was, he yeah, was he leading blew the up. train. Yeah, he blew up one, I think, like third and short or something like that. Yeah. Oh, big time. Like It was a couple like off-tackle runs, and he just said, nope, n- no part about that. Uh, Carrington Valentine had some real shutdown plays. Like, like, I, like I texted you guys, I, he was giving me like – young Jair swag vibes type of thing. Like the confidence, 
That's not confidence. That's arrogance and cockiness, but you need that as a corner of the NFL. Well, and the energy, too, like with Razul gone. Yep. He's obviously not going to be holding people accountable yet because he's just learning his own job, but just like you needed something more. Yeah. You need some life on this defense. And Valentine was bringing it, man. And it was just a lot like, of people brought it, but his his stood out. His his stood out. Um, even Nessie was talking some, you know what? Like that was good to see. I think Nessie grew out some facial hair, you yeah. know, so that may have been the difference. Maybe just clean shaven Nessie doesn't work. Keyshawn Nixon looking like he actually wants to defend the run out of the slot. That was nice to see. And he actually made the tackle. Like, there's been a lot of times this year where he'll flash mm-hmm. to try to, like, break up a run play, and he just whiffs, and the running back doesn't care. Um, but he actually tackled them, which is nice, because lots of times we've seen him just kind of come like a missile into the backfield. Just he just poor angle. Right. He just yeah. doesn't do anything about it. Um, so I thought he played really well as, as well. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence that with Devondre Campbell back, our run defense has gotten better. Yeah, of course. That's, I mean, that's not crazy. No, but it's interesting that it seems like it's that big of a step in the right direction, even though I would consider Quay probably the overall more impactful player. Physically, he's more impactful, but cerebrally, I'm still taking Devondre Campbell as a better leader. For sure. And he helps everyone else around him. And yeah, maybe getting other people in the right place. Sorry for the Warriors crack there. Yeah, that's fine. There's good few of those today. <laughs> I haven't fine. already been. But yeah, McStuffy looked good. Uh, I also sent you guys a text that said uh, Brooks better than Wyatt because I think Brooks had a phenomenal game. He did have a really good game. I'll give you that. He had, he had a great game. Another one of your least favorite draft picks. Um, hey man, I along with Wicks, shot him out last week. I gave him some love. It's fine. I don't. Know, just, but no, he was he was all over the tape and rewatching the game today. I was very impressed with Carl Brooks, honestly. He had the batter ball. He had a block field goal last week. He had a blown up screenplay too. Did. Like it, I don't think he was the original defender. Like someone was. Like, slowed him down the flat, but then Brooks was the next guy there, which is great to see. He blew up a run play by driving his dude, like, 10 yards into the backfield. Oh, yeah, and then Nessie got that one. Yep. Yeah. And that was against uh, Steve Avia. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a pretty—he's a rookie guard, but pretty highly touted coming into the NFL. That's no schmo. No, no schmo at all. So, he's making a lot of plays, which is good because Kenny Clark went down, and we don't know exactly how long he's going to be out. Um, LaFleur so, said it didn't seem like it was too, too serious, like— like, of course, when someone leaves the game, it sucks. But like he right. said, I don't have long-term concerns. So we'll see how that progresses. Maybe miss a game or something like that, hopefully. but Maybe. Um, yeah, I thought he played well. Gary played pretty well. No I sacks, think. but Rippon's actually like decently elusive. And he should have had a sack, right? Because yeah. I think he had a, a penalty. Yep. Uh, roughing the passer, he actually grabbed, yanked the face mask on that one. So Whoopsie. Kingsley. He brought some fire. He did. He, he was, brought some he was fire. He's going trapping down the run, crazy. crushing the quarterback, and then we uh, immediately gave up a third down conversion right after that. Felt bad. Well, of course we guy. did. Felt bad for the guy. He's in someone else too. Who like when he's feeling it, like he is a leader with energy. Yep. And he also he's only gonna do it like one or two plays a game, but like he can he can wreck a play. He can. He he picks his moments, but he he still shows up and balls out. Anybody else stick out to you in this game? Jair. I mean, we got to yeah. give some love to Jair. We've given some crap to Jair. He does not look like Jair um, that we know and love recently. Mm-hmm. And even Lafleur mentioned this in the post game. He's like, "Yeah, that's the that's the Jair we've all come to expect." Yeah. So clearly something's going on, right? I also love that not just the play, but Jair said in his um, in the locker room after the game. He said that Carrington Valentine was playing like a top flight corner. I did see that. And you you love to hear that. You hope you hope Valentine takes that to heart. Knows that one of the best corners in the league is, is looking out for him, has faith in him. That's awesome. So hopefully that helps him build. Um, 
But yeah, Jair just flying all over the place. Jair just bailing on, in theory, his coverage, right? Because he had the flat in that in the pass breakup turned into interception to AJJ. Um, but him just bailing, that's classic Jair. And listening to, I forgot what podcast it was, but listening to somebody's post-game podcast, they mentioned that one of the best ways to tell Jair, and if he's in it, if he's on, right, is his run game defense. And that showed up, right? He was not afraid to tackle this week, where he has been in the last couple of weeks. So that was great to see. He was back at this point. He had a dropped interception on kind of the diving towards the sideline. Still just a hell of an effort play. Like 100%. It's a very small 100%. chance to get there. But the fact that he's taken it, like you said, are there questions if he takes games or plays off? Those questions are there, but we yeah. didn't see it Sunday. No, no, he was in. And the fact that we started all, all but two backups – Jair and Nixon are the only two that started week one, right? Campbell, and that's it, yeah. Well, I mean secondary-wise. Oh, yeah, totally. It's just those two. So new safeties, new outside corner, everything, right? And super, super. I mean, you're starting two seventh-round picks and an undrafted Nixon. I know he's been in the league for a little bit, but just not. But he hasn't actually like played defense much. In not a whole lot of money in that room. No. And, those, and those guys balled out. To shut down Puka and Cup, essentially. like mm-hmm. Even with a backup quarterback, you're afraid of what those two are going to do to essentially all rookie secondary. They'll right? still make people look stupid. 100%. 100%. So phenomenal job, I think, by the defense. And people are going to talk about backup quarterback, backup quarterback. You still got to do your job. And we have lost plenty of games to really terrible quarterbacks before because the defense didn't step up. Yeah, if you would have told me that we just sat back and cover four and didn't apply pressure and didn't watch the game, you told me we lost, I would have believed it. Like, yeah, that was not an unforeseeable outcome in this game. If the boys didn't show up, if Joe Barry, maybe he didn't call the best game in the world, but I did see man on Cooper Cup with Jair a few more times. And overall, I thought he put the young players in a position to succeed. I was, I, I was pretty I happy agree. with him. Just one final thing on uh, Valentine, because I remember the stat. They threw at him seven times, zero completions, <sighs> negative 10 passing yards, because one of those turned into a sack. <sighs> well done, Carrington. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Nicely done. Nicely done. AJJ, just great job in the secondary for going up against a loaded receiving core. We're in 36, man. We've been saying it for a while. You had to do something. You got to be good, man. Welcome. If you're taking Nick Collins' number, you have to be good. Now, that's not the mortgage. That's just rent. Yep. So you got to keep paying it. But I like what I I see, son. I like what I see. So so far, cannot complain. Anything else about this game you want to talk about? Um, I mean, Carlson missed a kick, unfortunately. He did, but... they're rainy. Gonna, it's gonna happen. It's rainy. He's a rookie. He's not gonna be perfect, right? If it if he starts missing a kick every single week, we may have a problem. But yeah, we're and, fine. Keyshawn had a good return. Keyshawn looked good. I was just gonna say with Carlson, I feel like every time that he's missed in a game, he's come back and made one or two more. So Absolutely. very good response. So even if it's a short kick, I'm glad that we're giving him the opportunity because I forgot which game it was maybe the Raiders game where we clearly gave him the opportunity um, after his missed field goal. But he's nailing him. He's taking advantage. So good job there. Yeah, Keyshawn, though, like you were saying, on that one kicker turn, it was weird because I think he must have turned it back because there was there was no blockers in the convoy, but it, it looked like a Keyshawn return from last year. Like, he had a spark. You could feel the speed. You could feel the explosion. Even Jane Reed had a nice punt return. He did. Jane Reed, like, faking like he was going to fair catch it almost. Like, he like he caught it and, like, walked. Yeah, he, like, didn't uh, go anywhere. Like a little Devin Hester-esque, honestly. Didn't quite take it to the house, but it was No, it was still, it was nice. still like, a 20-yard return or something. And I, real quick, I don't remember if we've brought this up before, but I've seen a lot of, and heard a lot of people ask, why doesn't Keyshawn return all the punts? 
because we do have him return punts sometimes. But why doesn't he return all the punts? I think Jaden Reed is more a natural punt returner. Well, I think the answer is because Keyshawn just busts his butt for however many plays on defense. That too, yeah. Like and now the you quality of return is going to be less because he's tired. Correct. Exactly. Kind of both of those, I think. So you have to kind of pick and choose your spots. Clearly, when we're when we've been down this year, you know, like we're trying to get a spark, we put him back there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, Jane Reed's a good returner. So just let him return, and then if you want a little bit higher upside once in a while, then throw him back there. But yeah, he dude's tired. He's just been on the field for however long, busting his butt, playing like a madman. So good job return game. For sure. On to Pittsburgh. On to Pittsburgh, man. This is going to be interesting. Are we going there? Are they coming here? Uh, they're coming here. Really? We, what, I believe so. Three state home games? Dang. Yeah, but we started with a ton of road games. That's why. True. So the 5-3, and three, Kenny Pickett-led Pittsburgh five Steelers. 5-3. and 5-3. and three. I know. And, and their offense is very anemic. Uh, they just beat... Ooh, at Pittsburgh. My bad. Yeah, that makes more sense. They just beat the uh, the Red Hot... <laughs> Was one and zero. Will Levis at sixteen to zero. Or <laughs> that six, was a good game. Sixteen to twenty. It was a it was a fun game. Nice uh nice old school hard nose football matchup between Tomlin Steelers and Vrabel's Titans. Both guys, you know, they just have that old school mentality. Look at football a different way. But their teams, I feel like, really do embody their personalities. You got guys that are going to hit hard. I mean, the the Titans have a ridiculous number of like rookies and undrafted players. It's like twenty mm-hmm. to thirty. I've seen snaps. Pittsburgh, it's kind of back to being what they used to be. You know, there were a few years with Ben and Bell and AB, and it was definitely more of the offense with the killer bees. Yeah. Now we're back to like traditional Pittsburgh Steeler football. Everyone knows about TJ Watt and the Kevin Ping, Kevin King pick. We're not going to go back there today. But on the other side, you got Alex Highsmith, who I think is like top five in the league in pressures because mm-hmm. he's a hell of an athlete, but also what they do, all the, the, planning that offensive lines have to do against tj watt he's a problem that they count benton kid out of wisconsin he's looking good i don't know if cam hayward is hurt again i think he's i think he just came back little joey porter i mean montravius adams is balling out for them packer yeah we never saw that (laughs) never never it was like josiah level production and then he left and now he's good how does that work (laughs) right i I just don't get it uh on offense pittsburgh is a nice passing game hold on oh minka fitzpatrick minka fitzpatrick Phenomenal. Dog. He's so good. The corpse of Patrick Peterson. Not a dog. Who was honestly, dude, like tackling people in this game. Like, he was getting beat, and he was here mugging people to not get beat. And I'm talking like, like Kyle Phillips or like Nick oh, Westbrook no. Akine. Oh, no. Like out of the slot, like six yards in. I'm not talking like a, a go route, and you just got burnt. Like, I'm no. So you know what we need to do? Nothing but Christian Watson on, on Peterson. I would love that. If we can do that somehow. I mean, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jane Reed. has got to be healthy. But. And any of those guys, I feel like, could cook Patrick Peterson. Especially, though, I don't know if you said it. I don't know if you thought about when you said it, but the Christian Watson one. Because mm-hmm. if, if we forget when Christian Watson had that drop against Minnesota, who was, who was quote-unquote covering him? Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson was assigned to him, but there was nobody covering him except that's, for maybe maybe Christian Watson's demons for catching that first exactly ball. Exactly why I want him out there. Uh, that would be glorious. But Pittsburgh's defense, like Luke reminded me, by including Minka Fitzpatrick, they got a whole bunch of studs. Yep. And then offensively, it's just kind of like someone do something. Now it got a little bit better. It did. You don't really like Najee, and Jalen Warren no, is Najee is like. A better AJ Dillon? I don't, I don't know, even know if he's better, honestly. 
Yeah, you've, you've hated him, bro. Those two, those two should race. Because good God, did you see the clip from a couple weeks ago where Najee like starts left and then runs back to the right, like all the way across the field? Mm-hmm. And honestly, it looks like I don't even want to say one of us. I think we both may be faster than Najee Harris. Like, dude is slow out there, slow. And then when they're giving the ball to Jalen Warden, he's popping off like eight yards a carry. Yeah, he's it's way just better. Like, just, just give him the ball. Put Calvin Austin in the backfield. Give him the ball. Like you got all these athletes in Pittsburgh's offense, but the offense goes around two people: Najee, the running back, who's super slow, and then of course the quarterback, Kenny Pickett. He's got some Jordan Love in him. I mean, he's usually completing like fifty percent of his passes. I feel like Pittsburgh's offense, their OC Matt Canada, is afraid of Kenny Pickett. So, fun fact: they hate Matt Canada. Everyone hates Pittsburgh. Everyone. Well, well, well here's the do. here's the thing. Fun fact. Did you know that Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator when we were at NAU? Fun fact. I did not because you cared about NAU football. And I even, did. Even when I was there, <laughs> I couldn't care less. I know. And you should have missed opportunity. We had some pros on that team. Um, yeah, yeah, so did, he was the, so did Iowa. He was the, the much better school. Sorry, continue. Uh, last time we played, we won. Just saying. Um, last time I know you played yeah, you Iowa, seen, they won. You ever seen Little Giants? Like, cool, Luke. That's fine. Nine nine times out of a hundred, like whatever, cool story, man. Bro. They were one and one in their last two meetings, one and one. And, and they're it, both it, hot. And in their last ninety nine, contested in their games, ninety nine, highly it, contested is it games, ninety eight and one. Just worry about your ancient offense over T- there. Tight end, you. Jesus, be kind, be kind. Okay, I was wearing the Micah High jersey. Where is he from? Stay in your so lane. Matt Canada wasn't very good in college either. I have no idea how he got to the NFL as an OC. He must know people. I mean, there's, got there's still that crap in the NFL where if you just know people, you get a job, which is disgusting. 100%. That's interesting coming from an Iowa guy whose OC is the head coach's son. Interesting. Interesting. Moving on. I can point out flaws. Um, and by the way, he's not going to be back now. So, again, you can just get off your little high horse there. Please do it carefully. I don't want you to get a little dizzy. Just step down gently. Thank you. The wide receivers in Pittsburgh are interesting. George Pickens, baby. Well, he's not even he's not wide receiver one. In my book, he is. On my fantasy team, he is. <laughs> Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson's wide receiver one. Oh, that yeah. dude's a target hog. Oh yeah, he just gets open. Target hog. He's gonna be he's gonna be an issue. Pickens really hit or miss, and then obviously got Austin. It's just kind of the little jerk. Yeah. You got Fryer move the Mooth chance. Hopefully, we don't hear any of that. He's a he's a good tight end, but doesn't scare you. He's like Heath Miller, honestly. He is the exact Heath Miller. He is. Where he's going to catch a 15-yard pass, maybe get one or two more yards and go down. He's not going to fall down like Luke Musgrave, but he's not going to go break 10 tackles. Correct. He's just moderately quick enough. Yeah, he's he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. You're you're not mad if he's your starting tight end. No, he's just not. You're not going to game plan. He's not Kelsey or Kittle. No. No. Definitely not that level. It's going to be interesting. I'm hoping this isn't a puke fest between the inconsistent at points Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett, who, again, just does not. (laughs) It just doesn't look like he has it. Kenny Pickett, I heard someone saying this past week, he's almost got some Tebow in him. No, seriously, because he will be terrible for like 95% of the game, and then they need to drive late, and he somehow can get like four or five passes together. Usually one of them is nearly a pick six that like, it's on an out route or something. He throws it late, and somehow it just gets through. But man, oh man, I mean, 
I think it's the double gloves. Double gloves wouldn't help. Yeah. yeah I couldn't do that. No. I that, feel it's a terrible look for a quarterback. I, I feel slippery and uncomfortable just like watching it. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Mm-mm. I don't like it. It's because he's got tiny hands. Very true. Yeah, I, they don't they don't really scare me. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if we're just like feeling really hot off that win and just like having <laughs> like rewatching all the guys in the locker room be all excited and getting a high five Packer people like the whole way out because I was definitely doing that. Oh, I don't. I I have no doubt. I think part of it is because <laughs> there's. I don't understand how the Steelers are five and three and their five wins. They've been outgained every single game. You want to know weird. how? You want not their best offense is not by people that play offense. Yeah, it's, it was the Cleveland game I was watching and literally T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith just like won them the game. Yeah, I mean that's going to be our problem, right? Yeah, short passes. Do not as much as we loved that the double screen. Not the time. Not the time. Not the time for quick it. passes. Make sure you have your hot reads. I mean, make sure that you have Aaron Jones out there to, to remind Jordan yeah. where he is at all times. He's got to be out there. This is not a game where you can put Rasheed Walker out there who did have some nice plays. Yeah, once Nyman got hurt. It was like the the agility, like on some of the screenplays and whatnot is great, but I feel like as a traditional stand up left tackle in pass protection. On third down, he struggles. So I'm hoping Yash is okay because they're going to bring it. And even if you're getting the lesser of the two, even if you're just getting Alex Highsmith, like he is going to be a problem. He is going to be the easily triple the skill of the best edge defender that the Rams put out there. I mean, Aaron Donald's a stud in the middle, but besides that, like Byron Young, what? And Byron Young's not bad. And they, Aaron Donald isn't playing nose tackle. You know, he's playing D. He was up against in the guard tackle gap most of the game but no but for, i'm just saying like on the edge like yeah. this is going yeah. to be a very big test on on both ends i mean for zach tom Agreed. too who's played very well it'll just be you know who can hold up more i would i would not be surprised if we try to chip a little bit yeah no i would expect that but it's, i mean it's going to be like are the are the most important people in this game aaron jones and jalen warden are those the the mvps or people to watch so I would say it if, comes down if Pickens does something crazy, because he'll do that. He'll just like pull some crazy crap out of nowhere off a Kenny Pickett prayer, and that could be a problem. Yeah, and Pickett has shown that he will throw it up to Pickens, and I just don't know, you know, what the matchups are. Obviously, we don't go a whole lot of man, no. But ideally, like, I guess it's Carrington Valentine on his side because Deontay Johnson's a much better athlete, so you want to have Jair on him. So be another game where it'd be nice to have Rosul back, but doesn't quite work like that. No, it does not. And we didn't see any Roro, which was nope. okay because Aaron Carrington Valentine balled out. But just from a size perspective, it'd be nice to have someone. I mean, Valentine isn't small, but he's what six flat. Yeah, he's bigger than Jair. Is he? A little bit. Okay. Jair's like five ten, five eleven. Well, I mean, you got you got him, and then you have Anthony Johnson Jr. playing, you know, ball hawk in the middle of the field. So we should be okay. I mean, if he is Nick Collins reincarnate. He had some good games against the Steelers. He definitely did. I mean, he had the play of his career against Pittsburgh. He did in the Super Bowl. Just coming over like a center fielder. Iconic. I miss that man. Miss that man. Honestly, though, Nick Collins wasn't that big either. No. Like Anthony Johnson Jr. honestly kind of looks like him a little bit. A little bit. The vise of the 36, the height, and like the the frame as a whole. Not like chunky, but just like built well. Yeah, a little thick. A little thick, but not in a bad way. I agree. So... I mean, it's going to be a fun game. It's nice that this isn't, like, the Chiefs. Thank God. Because we're going to have some games coming up where it's like, yeah, there's probably very little chance that we win. But this <laughs> yeah, is one a, that I think is, is pretty winnable. I would agree. This is definitely one you circle like, okay, we got a chance. 
Anything else you want to cover for this one? Not really. Not really. I think that's about it. It's just great to bask in a win. You know? It is, man. It feels really good. It feels really good, and I hope everyone listening feels just as good. And at Lambeau, dude, the energy was great. We sat by some season ticket holders. Nice. And I don't know if they were doing it sarcastically, I would assume so, but after every like, first down, they're like, Packers going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and this may or may not surprise you. I was all for that. Shocking. I was jumping up and down, all for it. Some some Rams fans were sitting by us, and one of them was trying to tell me that one of those guys there was the quarterback coach who was sitting with us literally in the nosebleeds. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to take the under on yeah, that. Un- but, unlikely, sir. Yeah, but you you do you there, bud. That's a fun drunk lie to have to strangers that you're never going to see again, but whatever. You do you, man. Everyone was pretty friendly. Yeah, it was a great time. It was great to to be at Lambeau with good energy. Everyone was chill. Yeah, it was it was wonderful, and I'm hoping that the good vibes can continue in future weeks. Here's hoping. All right, man. Until next time. Till next time. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.